You have such a capacity for goodness. You always excelled, but not because you craved success, but because of your fear of failure. That's what made me a great doctor. It's precisely what kept you from greatness. Arrogance and fear still keep you from learning the simplest and most significant lesson of all. Which is? It's not about you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francis Golkala. And today we are joined by a very special guest all the way from New Zealand. He's in the <laughs> same room as us. Isn't that yeah. crazy for me? Isn't that? Absolutely. That's why it's it different sounds... how it works. That's why it sounds crystal clear. Yeah. Because we're all here. <laughs> we've all been tested. No, he's not. He's probably 4,000 miles. I don't know. How far is it? I don't know. Deep. I have no idea. <laughs> Great. New Zealand isn't a real country. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have... We're like Australia, we're like just a big conspiracy theory. Okay, well, we are joined by Jordan Edwards. How are you doing today, Jordan? Pretty good, thank you. That's great. Pretty good. Excited to start start talking about Doctor Strange, a character that I am very um passionate about. Oh yeah. Okay. And a movie I... that I am very um mixed on <laughs> well it's a character i'm very passive about and a yeah. movie, movie that you're very I'm passive very about. passionate about yeah. <laughs> oh okay no i'm very yeah probably <laughs> well we'll get there we'll get into it we, we can't yeah, jump I the gun feel like on this. most people are like i kind of as a kid i kind of gravitated towards like the weirder kind of outskirts characters like everyone was like oh spider-man and like batman and like all these guys and I was like, no, I like like Aquaman and like Doctor Strange and like the Doom Patrol and Guardians of the Galaxy, like all that kind of like weird stuff. So it's like, oh yeah, so, like it's no, kind of weird to even Nova and Moon Knight. I was gonna say Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> that was my go-to. Yeah, no, I'm all about Steel myself. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> big Shaq fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, today we are talking about Doctor Strange. I don't know if I said that, but you guys read the title. Uh, <laughs> you're all on board with it. Doctor Strange is one of the MCU movies I feel the farthest away from like all these movies i'm like i've seen you all so many times i feel very connected to you and the doctor strange is one of those where it's like i've seen it it's not like the one i've seen the least but i don't visit it very often there it's kind of it's around ant-man's level but maybe a little under ant-man right if i had to place it's weird for me because like i don't love it but i've seen it more than almost any other mcu movie like for some (laughs) reason like it's not even because like I re- it's not even because like oh, I, I love Doctor Strange so much I watch it a lot because of that I've just seen it a bunch of times just because like people I watch it with just like I just always want that selected for some reason <laughs> I don't know why so I've seen it a few times. That's the thing about Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy those might be the easiest ones to show just normal people like people mm-hmm. who aren't super into it because they're not that connected. It's like yeah there's an Infinity Stone in this movie but it doesn't matter that it's an infinity stone really like just no. to the ordinary. they mention it at like the very end <laughs> yeah and he's immediately like what yeah. what the fuck that's gonna be relevant later i do also wonder if this would be like if this would kind of register better if this was your first like mcu movie like all of the tropes that this kind of movie kind of recycles it but i wonder if like you wouldn't really have a problem with it that much if this is your first kind of foray into it no probably because it's a pretty conventional origin thing that's why i would compare oh, yeah. it to like it's more like ant-man or like iron man is like the peak of that and then ant-man doctor strange where it's like this is fun and has some solid moments in it but it is very start here end here he's just he's kind of a whatever guy not a great guy by the end he's a superhero and he gets over iron man but it's not really thor either (laughs) oh yeah thor is in that camp too (laughs) because it's like some of them are elevated for me it's like iron man perfect first avenger perfect those ones are up there and then you get like 
Ant-Man, Thor, Doctor like Strange. Those are in the middle. It's like, it's not the bottom for me. It's not, no. you know, it's not Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, which are the ones where I'm like, I bar- I don't know you guys <laughs> very yeah. well. Like, I have nothing completely against, well, at least one of them. But <laughs> yeah, those ones are different for me. Where it's Doctor Strange, it's like, I like it. Whenever I watch it, I like it. But I don't think about it like ever like, yeah. <laughs> like i don't know what it is i just well this, I, I just don't think there's that much to think about like so much of it is just so like well treated territory which is like yeah we've seen this before we've seen this before like it's, it's kind of simple but in some ways i think there also is a bit more depth to it like i think thematically it's trying to do quite a lot with like ideas of like time and perception like it feels like it's trying to be a bit more complex but i don't know if it like fully achieves that but yeah, yeah. Well, it like starts to get there, but is it, it doesn't really get super complicated with it. They kind of no. keep it simple enough for normal people to understand. I yeah. think visually this is underrated. Like this is a this is one of the best. Oh no, that's ones. the best part of this movie. I think how it is, looks. Yes. Yeah, all of the effects it's are great. Satisfying in that way. Yeah, I think this movie has like three pinnacle scenes, which I'm sure we'll get to. Where it's like that is mm-hmm. a great mcu scene there's at least three of those like big moments yeah i think this movie is memorable for its individual moments rather than like a cohesive story that really comes together and like is super impactful i think right like there are lots of scenes in this that i remember like oh that's really good and like if you ask me like what happened in between but like um uh, training stuff i don't really know yeah i don't know he walked around a temple a little bit stole some books punched a lot of stuff yeah exactly (laughs) complained about his hands not working (laughs) it is kind of like that and I guess whenever we do any episode about anything, we never go like, okay, we're going to start at the start and end at the end, because that's how we used to do it. Yeah. And then There's we, stuff that happens in gr- between the major beats, but it doesn't past matter. It. But now, <laughs> I do think we should start by talking about just Bandit Cumberbatch as this character. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look at Doctor Strange and not compare him to like how he's done in later movies, because he's done mm-hmm. better yeah. Oh, constantly. Oh, for sure. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I-, I do think that like Cumberbatch is pretty like spot-on casting, though. Like, to me, Strange has always had this kind of, like, sophisticated kind of professionalism about him, where, like, he, every time he's in a comic or he enters a room or something, he's always, like, the guy who knows everything that's happening. Like, he always kind of changes the side of the battle just because, like, he knows what he's doing. I feel like mo- more than, like, most other superheroes, where there's this, like, kind of, like, fumbling their way through, Doctor Strange is like, yeah, I got a spell for, like, this exact scenario because I studied it for, like, like, five years or something. Yeah. So I feel like he pulls that off really well, which I guess is kind of coming from like his kind of Sherlock stuff. Like he's good at playing intelligent characters. Yeah, I think so because he has that like, and you see that in Sherlock too, which is a show I I barely ever watched, <laughs> but you see that kind of like narcissism about him, where it's mm-hmm. oh you really do like elevate yourself to this level that you kind of I guess you deserve to be there because you're smart, but you just have no like empathy to you, you know? Where yeah. Stephen Strange, it's like, all right, yeah, you're a good doctor, and you can tell me when an album came out, but I'm not. You're not <laughs> there's nothing behind you. You're not really a great yeah, person. Yeah, kind of just suck. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of that is conventional for MCU movies. Like Tony Stark wasn't mm-hmm. a great person, but I think Stephen Strange is a much worse person than Tony Stark. Yeah, was. by didn't, by a pretty decent amount. He didn't hurt as many people, but that the big difference, Tony Stark was like, oh, this horrible thing happened to me because of me. I have decided that I am going to change my life. But Stephen Strange, like, whined about it constantly. Yeah, the entire time he was doing it, and then at the end he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> I guess I'll do it because you're making me. Because I'm legally obligated to. <laughs> right. I never believe, oh, yeah, what a great hero, Stephen Strange, in this movie. Until the end. There yeah. is yeah. a turn for him. But 
in the first act, it's like, oh, you're such a dick in a way that Tony Stark <laughs> wasn't. Tony yeah. Stark was not a good. I'm not defending him because he's just wrecked everything constantly for ten years for everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like Strange has got like a lot less kind of like baggage with him. I think like Tony has right. like. When he kind of betters himself, it's like, man, you've got to, like, clean up a lot of the crap that you really set up. Whereas Stranger just kind of, like, really cruel to a lot of people. Whereas, like, Donnie was like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, selling weapons to all these people. And now I have to, like, actively fix that and, like, build my company back up. Yes. But I'm also of, like, two ways about it where I think Strange is mean. I think a lot of the good stuff at the start is him with, like, Christine and kind of rejecting her because of, like, his own arrogance. He's like, oh, I could have done, done better. Like, all that stuff I think is is quite quite good. But I also think, like, they could have pushed it a bit more. And to me, it kind of feels like they were kind of scared to make him even meaner. Like, I, I think that's just kind of part of the comedy for it, I think. Like, Strange has mm. got this weird kind of, like, cocky sense of humor. Like, self-referencing, like, like, almost kind of like, like a Deadpool kind of thing. He was, like, referencing music and different, like, stuff the whole movie. I feel like that's kind of a way to kind of, make, like, lighten him up a bit and not make him, like, super insufferable. But I think it would have been better if they just kind of leaned into him being the worst for the first first hour or so yeah see for me the music stuff makes him worse for me because i'm like oh he's not just like mean to people in his life and he doesn't trust any of his like fellow doctors or anything he's also like a he's also pretentious <laughs> yeah he's yeah, also he's a snob. Like, yeah that that adds to it for me i think that the actual relationship between him and Christine is more interesting than most of these like MCU romance plots. Like I care way more about that. There's than... a little bit more to it than the rest of them. Yes, I care more about that than I care about like Jane Foster or mm-hmm. Betty Ross or all these people. Where I it's think like... I like it just because it doesn't end with them like getting back together at the end. Like it doesn't. It doesn't all get like tied up in a neat little bow. Like right. he's still kind of in the worst, and like he treated her like really poorly, and that doesn't really get properly resolved. Whereas I feel like most kind of, like, couples and stuff in the MCU kind of just fix all their problems by the end of it. It's all like, yeah, it's all good. I think with the exception of, like, Gamora and Peter, which kind of took a while for that to kind of work out. Well, I don't think she can be too mad about that anymore. (laughs) 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 But, no, you're absolutely right. There is a weird thing in all these movies where any love interest in the MCU, almost, there's some exceptions, but it's like, why were you not in movies for a while? Like, why? Yeah, you where did you go? Disappear, <laughs> or you were just like, oh no, um, Pepper is, uh, uh, she's gone. She's on a business <laughs> trip gone. for two years. Jane's <laughs> getting a Nobel Prize. What are what's the MCU doing? Yeah, where where all they? of their women just disappear. <laughs> I mean, they still have enough where they can all land in the same spot on a field. Yeah, but they don't have enough for it to be like, oh yeah, I this character's still in the universe. They lose a lot more characters than I feel like people realize. Like, where's Betty Ross? <laughs> they just forget. Her it's dad's fine. here. She's not here. That's fine. I think that's because like the MCU is kind of it started with like all these individual characters and their own kind of individual like spheres and worlds and supporting casts and stuff, and now it's kind of become a bit more its own thing where all the different characters are all in each other's movies and stuff where the supporting casts are just characters from like other movies and stuff right like Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and stuff or like Black Widow is a Winter Soldier where it's kind of you don't need those kind of more down to earth like grounded characters as much anymore because they're just they've got so many like superhero characters that it was like well we'll just use more of these guys Exactly. No, there's no room anymore yeah, for normal it's, people. It's almost like, why would you put in a normal person when you could just put in another character that people recognize and actually care about? Exactly. Even Which I think is a, is a problem I have 
I think with like modern MCU, where I think so much of it is just like, oh, it's just the Avengers like protecting themselves and their friends. Where I think it's kind of lost a bit of it's like them actually like saving like the regular people. Like yes. the first Avengers, like a lot of that is like spent on like protecting all the New York citizens, and now it's just like, yeah, I guess like Wanda and Vision are just like fighting these like aliens in this like empty town for a bit. It's like, okay. I mean, yeah, literally all of the Winter Soldier was just about Captain America protecting his terrorist friend. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Civil War, yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah, Civil War. Sorry. Well, yeah, exactly. The moment about MCU saving stuff that always. Sticks out to me is in Age of Ultron when Captain America and Thor like save the lady in the car. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, good. You're actually yeah. taking the time to show superheroes being superheroes. But now yeah. that there's so many superheroes, there's no time to save people. There's just time to punch each other constantly. <laughs> and shoot much, as yeah. many lasers as you can, no matter how it looks like it's going to go. And destroy <laughs> half the universe on accident. <laughs> he didn't do that. That was not a superhero. That was a man who had a glove that could shoot six different lasers. And he was able <laughs> to wreck everything. That's irrelevant right now, Franny. Because we are dealing that, with... Yeah, that didn't happen yet. There's less lasers in this. And that's cool. Yeah, not a whole like, lot of lasers. There's a lot of there's a lot of buildings collapsing into themselves. It's true. There's a lot yeah. of Inception style stuff. I watched Tenet for the first time right after this movie. Oh so, yeah. Because I was like, oh, you know what? Time stuff. I can do this. And I watch mm-hmm. another time reversal movie. I'm not gonna get into that when we do our Christopher <laughs> Nolan podcast. Oh, God. We'll de- oh. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about. It. But you know, I do think that all the time stuff is good, and I like the magic. I just don't like that it's almost constantly orange shields and not a lot else oh yeah it's See, too part much. of why i love i love doctor strange is just that, like it's just such a like a visually interesting world and like that character attracts so many like really great artists that just like just draw the crap out of like all these amazing dimensions and like different worlds and stuff like it's just such a like a great kind of character to just like let loose visually with that and i feel like this movie in a way to kind of make it a bit more palatable for like modern audiences it's like well it's just Real of Bakery has like orange sparkle shields and like some yes. some whips and stuff, which I think is part of him showing that he's kind of doesn't have a whole lot of stuff in his toolkit really yet, and it kind of makes stuff in like Infinity War and Ragnarok and Endgame and stuff feel a bit more impactful I think. But I still would have liked to have seen a bit more magicy stuff on this, or even with like the ancient one. His powers are definitely much more varied in Infinity War. The first yeah. thing coming to mind is the fight with Thanos. Well, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. In... But with, like, actual spells from the comic and stuff as well. Yeah. In this, what does he have? Shields. Portals. Wimp, mirrors. Everything's portals. Or- everything's orange. Astral projection. Yeah, he has uh, that. Yeah. That's better. That's more strangey to me yeah, than the shields sure. are. He has green. I've been, um, I've been reading... The time has green. He doesn't have green. <laughs> he doesn't have that anymore. <laughs> I've been um reading through, like, every Doctor Strange appearance in, like, Marvel Comics at the moment. And, um... All the early Ditko stuff, like, almost all of the issues ended with, like, Doctor Strange winning because of his astral projection. Like, that's just used a lot, where he's like, oh, I've been, like, caught in this trap, I'll use my astral projection and, like, fly out of it. Exactly, yeah. So, it's kind of essential. The thing, it, well, I find that in a lot of old comics, where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I was supposed to read 20 of these at a time, because now I realize that almost oh, yeah. every Spider-Man... All of them are the same. Every Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. issue, somebody goes to J. Jonah Jameson and says, I need you to write about Spider-Man in the newspaper so I can fight him. <laughs> Tell Spider-Man to meet me on top of the Empire State Building. Like, oh, and then he does it. <laughs> and then he does it, and then he wins. And everybody's like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess you're not so bad after all, Spider-Man. <laughs> mm. 
I probably shouldn't have read so many of these at once. <laughs> but no, I do find that would strange too when you go mm-hmm. back to the Ditko stuff. It's like great, everyone's on LSD constantly, so it looks <laughs> incredible. But there is He's a also lot doing of... the same two things over and over again. So in a way, the movie is more accurate to that. <laughs> than it would be. The astral projection is funny to me in the movie because it's like, yeah, but if you do it, your lifeless body's just on the floor. Yeah. Like, so it's not really that helpful. What if the other guy just goes and slits that throat and it's like, oh, you're dead? I, I did really like cool. the astral projection fight, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, I that's thought that fun. was really cool. That's fun. There's a lot of bright spots in this movie. It's just kind of based around mostly a whatever plot. I think. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody's good in it. When you <laughs> don't. Oh, for sure. Like I think, I think this movie's elevated a lot just because it has probably one of the better casts of like mm-hmm. the entire MCU. Just like just love the, like the the level and gravitas of all the actors involved here. Like you could like Benedict Cumberbatch and Tilda Swinton and like Mads Mikkelsen. Like it's a pretty like stellar cast all around. And some right. of them get more to do and are better utilized than others, but I think the fact that they're all here like lends it a kind of a weight. I think it feels more premium, which is nice because at the start of the movie, Doctor Strange's life kind of feels more pre like he's listening to jazz and he's driving Lamborghinis and he has a drawer full of watches. And it's like, okay, yeah. this guy's cool and this movie's kind of slick. And then having like Tilda Swinton and all these big actors in it makes it feel even more like that. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. For as much as the story ends up being conventional MCU, it doesn't really feel like that, like visually especially. Mm. Obviously, if we're talking about those three big scenes I was talking about, the first one is the trip-out scene when he first sees oh, yeah. um, multiverses and all the mm-hmm. magic. And if you're going to introduce magic into the MCU, that scene is the perfect way to do it. Like that yeah. scene, Falling through his own eyeball. <laughs> it doesn't hold back at all. Yeah. yeah. And when you think it's done, it keeps going. And it's pretty incredible i just wish there was more stuff like that and like i feel like we're gonna get more of that with raimi's movie next year oh yeah which like i still can't believe is happening because like for years raimi has been like my ideal choice for a doctor strange director so it's still kind of wild to me that he's actually doing it yeah, yeah. well spider-man 2 has that little doctor strange reference so i think he's yeah, probably sure always wanted to do it like i feel like if he could have made another superhero movie that's it what it would have be. been yeah and now he gets to make another superhero movie so i am very excited for that yeah i'm a i'm a big raimi fan too and i just can't wait for that yeah it's probably the most like excited i've been for a comic book movie like it's just like man it's like such a a perfect pairing yeah i feel like i was already looking forward to the next doctor strange movie Mm -hmm. and then i watched this and i saw all the magic scenes and now i'm even more excited for it because Mm-hmm. that plus sam raimi i think it's gonna be real good i think it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. unabashed just insanity yeah that's what i'm hoping two hours hopefully eight I, hours. I, I like scott derrickson but he's just he's, he's one of those directors which is just kind of like just kind of like he's fine like it's not really a super discernible style really it's just like yeah like it's a serviceable, serviceable kind of yeah film I yeah guess. he gets you, the job done if you look yeah. back through scott derrickson's movies he has some fine movies he has some mm-hmm. bad movies he has some movies that are really good and then get really bad by the end like sinister which is like <laughs> yeah. oh it started incredibly and then it became schlock at the end yeah unfortunately but cool. just like a certain show you like <laughs> <laughs> is that how i describe everything now yeah i was watching the behind the scenes stuff and he seems mm-hmm. to be pretty passionate about it oh yeah he's, he's absolutely got a passion for it like i think that really comes through in this like it's clear that he really loves his character and he, like, really wanted to, like, faithfully bring it to the screen. Like, even just, like, in the amount of, like, little characters and references and stuff that are in this. 
like on just rewatching this recently, I was like, oh, there's some character in here that I didn't realize were in this, like um, Master Hermia, you know, the, mm-hmm. the um, Master Greth, like the, the yeah. <clears throat> so in the in the comics, he's like the ancient ones, kind of like disciple slash kind of like main servant. That's like like a no, like a main like known character in the comics. And I thought thought that was just like a throwaway character. I, was like, I don't know, he actually like brought in something, which is. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially with a lot of the relics and stuff. It's like, I know mm-hmm. what that is. I'm familiar with with those. I hope that we get to see more of those. I know what those boots yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the, um, the production design on this, yeah. like the production and like costume design, just like the aesthetic of everything, I think, is like really, really cool. Like just the yeah. set of like the Sanctum Sanctorum is probably one of like the better sets in the MCU, just because it feels like really like vivid and lived in, I think. Yes, which is something you can't say for a lot of MCU sets because unfortunately there are a lot where it's like, oh, the Avengers compound is oh, just. Oh, I was about hallways. to say the Avengers compound. It's the worst. It's, it's so the worst. bad. I, yeah. I feel like it's a lot so of boring. places start to kind of blend together at some point. Like yeah. they all kind yeah. of just look the same. Just generic military bases and stuff. It's like, yes. Ugh. And you can picture the top of like Avengers Tower. Like you mm-hmm. can picture the layout of that, and they got rid mm-hmm. of that and made it worse it's just yeah. a brick now it's yeah. a brick it doesn't even exist anywhere it got blown up <laughs> so good honestly it's for the best thank god can they all just hang out in the sanctum now can that be the new base please yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome i completely agree that this movie looks great it might be the best looking one of these honestly if you think about it it's like i think i've said in the past that like incredible hulk is the best looking one and from a cinematography standpoint not from a character design standpoint but well, it's like incredible incredible hulk no not character design wise but in terms of like cinematography i think the incredible hulk looks great and i think the guardians movies look great and this looks great and everything those are definitely my favorite like visually i think (laughs) yeah yeah i think most people would agree because those are definitely the ones with the most personality even more than this yeah they're the ones that definitely stand out but when you watch this it's like the mirror dimension stuff is really great and the ending it has one of the most visually interesting endings. Like, the whole Dormammu thing, I love that. You know? Oh, it's, like, it's just, it's, it's so Ditko. Like, I think that is where yes. a lot of the passion for Doctor Strange really comes into it. And I was, like, watching, like, watching this the first time, I was, like, that is such a perfect way to end a Doctor Strange movie. Not with, like, I thought it was going to go and, like, oh, I'm going to, like, fight you, Dormammu, and shoot lasers, <laughs> and do kung fu on you, or whatever. But no, it was, yeah, like, exactly. it was, like, a battle of wits, and, like, it was just, like, it was clever, and... Like more like intelligent, I thought, than like most just fight your evil twin version thing that most the MCU third act right. evolved into. Yeah, I did really like that this movie literally didn't end with a big fight. It was literally just torturing a god into letting <laughs> you do what you want. Yeah, it just annoyed him until yeah, just, he left. <laughs> just all right. Are you done killing me yet? All right, go away. <laughs> See, it works. I think that that is a one of those great hero moments for me where mm-hmm. it's like he will kill himself thousands of times to save the world like that is a yep. real sacrifice like he's just gonna keep doing it and keep suffering until he leaves <laughs> i mean he was fully planning on doing it for eternity <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know it's he would have too it's so also that's... one of those strange things as well like what i love about the characters that like everything he does like no one ever sees like it's all like in other dimensions or like where like mortal eyes can't see it or whatever and him, like, making this insane sacrifice that no one will ever know about is, like, very in character. Yeah, no, I think that's probably the best strange moment. Like, that's the one time in the movie. Not the one time, but at least the first time where it's like, oh, that's Doctor Strange. There he is. Yep. Yeah, you it, finally start to believe that, yeah, he's de- he's definitely getting into Doctor Strange now. And I think from a filmmaking perspective, the 
Dormammu, I know we're right at the end already, but the Dormammu <laughs> bargain scene is incredible because of how he just keeps coming back and like the first time you see the whole process of him setting up the time stone so he can go back and then you start like hearing mm-hmm. the sound and seeing less and less of it, but you see the death like more and yeah, more. So over it's, again. <laughs> it's really assaultive. It's like just keep it keeps throwing yeah, it sure. at you and you see it. It's really brutal and violent. It's I very brutal it. to see Doctor Strange get like stabbed in six different places like three oh, times yeah. in a row yeah. he gets like brutally murdered several times vaporized yeah. <laughs> i thought that was really good but yeah if we're gonna talk about villains we have to talk about mads mickelson clowns <laughs> i don't even know what his character's name Caecilius. was like a minor villain in the comics but like, right not really anybody so they kind of had a blank slate with this so him being boring is both in character of the comics but they also don't have an excuse for it because they could have done like anything yes yeah. <laughs> project something onto him but yeah. they just left it unfortunately yeah, he's, he might be my least favorite mcu villain maybe and i probably like Mal- malkeith is pretty like i don't know a lot of like that phase two kind of stuff is kind of bad and i think this is probably the last of that phase two villains like i think like zemo and like most of the phase three villains are all like good to like really really good like obviously oh, it's like yeah. Killmonger and Thanos and stuff, but even like like Heller and Ego and stuff all have got like charisma and like they're at least enjoyable to watch. But Kaisilus is just like like he's just like a, a bad guy. Who wants, There's just like, nothing to, to him. Save. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's just yeah, really one dimensional. When you have to compare him to like Vulture and Mysterio, it's like oh we've all no we've all done better now. Yeah, everybody yeah. is better now, and you've almost fixed it. <laughs> if only there was a TV show where they could have a villain problem. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I will um, say though, um, Mads Mikkelsen, like as wasted as he is, I think he delivered him and Benedict to kind of deliver maybe my favorite joke in the whole MCU. The Mr. Mr. Doctor bit and the when they first meet is just like it's just so funny. Like it just gets me every time. Like I think for the most part, this movie's comedy like fails for me. But like exactly. that specific bit, I think is pretty great. It's like the one joke that actually landed. I was gonna say, yeah. how long have you been at Kamataj, Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor. It's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? That might be not just the best joke in this movie, but the only good joke in this movie. Probably, yeah. yeah. I can't Probably. think of any others, yeah. I mean, I can't think of any other ones that stuck out to me. I can think of lots that stick out, none that stick out for the right reasons. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know, because I never really had a problem with the humor in these movies. I'm always like, no, I'm totally on board with this. This is fun yeah. and funny. I mean, there's some moments that mm-hmm. I've Where talked like, about yeah. in the past, but most, most of the time, of the movie. I'm on <laughs> Most of the moments in this movie, yeah. No, yeah, not this one. And it wasn't even, because you had messaged me earlier in the week, you might have ruined this I did. for me. <laughs> you were like, this movie has a comedy problem. And I was like, yeah. does it? I watched it. I was watching the um the first scene with Wong, and I messaged you, and I was like, man, like these scenes with, with Wong are rough, because of like, the Beyonce, it was like, oh man, like just oh, skip yeah. all of that. I hated it's that. so it's, bad. It's the worst. Yeah. And that same exact joke was made in Lego Batman 2 DC superheroes. They make the exact same joke when he's like, oh, my name's Batman. It's one word like Beyonce or whatever. So I'll play a clip of that because I want to. That's the only reason I bring <laughs> it up. It is such a like obscure and niche reference and I love it. And you are Wong. Wong. Just Wong? Like Adele? I'm Superman. He's Batman. Are those last names? Just one name each, like Madonna. Why are the jokes bad? <laughs> Where did this come from? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just story and comedy isn't super well written. But then there are a lot of great scenes like that scene where he's 
yelling at Rachel McAdams is like really effective. It's like, oh, that's pre-marriage story stuff. <laughs> Not to that level, but it's, that's pretty a brutal thing for one of these movies to have, that like mm-hmm. raw emotion. The other pinnacle scene, the third one that I've been kind of hinting at is definitely the ancient one where they're like, this is one moment and I've never been able to see past it or whatever. Yep. That whole speech For is sure. That's like, such, such a great scene. It's even cooler when you see her again in Endgame because I really love her scene in that too. And mm. where Bruce Banner is like, oh, I'm looking for Doctor Strange. He's like, oh, you're six years too early or whatever. Yeah. That, she knows yeah. he's coming. So that also means whenever you're watching this movie and he's not very good and she's like, all right, I'm going to put you on Mount Everest because I know that you're supposed to be the best <laughs> of all of us and you'll find your way back. Yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. I love in that scene as well. Um, this is the, like, this is, I think there's a lot, a lot of like little lines and details I think add some nuance to the characters and stuff. Just in like where Mora's like, oh, not again when when like she sends um, Strange onto Mount Everest. Just stuff like that, which I think kind of <laughs> yeah. does a good job and goes a long way of kind of implying that relationship between Mordor and Ancient One, which I think is sold pretty well. Like, I think you really do buy into that. And then when you kind of see Mordor's sent, like, kind of feeling of betrayal, like, I think that does feel earned. Right. Yeah, there is motivation for that end credit scene where he's like, I'm bad now. <laughs> the, you know, hasn't the, really gone anywhere The yet. Green Lantern routine, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you know what? Now I'm mad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, is okay, he cool. going to be in Doctor Strange 2? Because literally know. he hasn't been mentioned at all since then, right? Where can I they saw, throw um, him? What's kind I, of magic? I saw leaks that he had been Shang-Chi. Like, it's going to be like the, a big torment thing. I can see that. That's okay. stealing people's magic and stuff. So that makes that a lot of sense. Cool. That's that perfect. He could be okay. Mandarin's right-hand man or whatever. Yeah. That's totally I just thought it was weird that, like... Because I had never even seen that end credit scene. I didn't even know it existed. So I saw it and I was like, this movie came out like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been a little bit, but they'll get there. It's one of those things where I'm still confident that Tim Blake Nelson will come back one day. So I'm really crossing my Man, you are really holding out hope for that because that is never going to happen. <laughs> well, She-Hulk, man, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> come yeah. on. I don't know. It's like, oh, all, the, all that Hulk stuff he threw yeah. away. There's one chance to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully they do it for me. Because that's like, that movie definitely has the most. Where it's like, where's Abomination? He's not dead. Yeah. Where's the leader? He's, his head's big. Where is everybody? Yeah. Just bring him in. Maybe. I can't wait for them to literally not mention any of it in She-Hulk. No, Fran, people are going to play this clip back and say that I was a great prophet of my <laughs> I'm sure you were. I, I am. Everything I've said has come true. Mm-hmm. Don't Nobody check that. But the I only character I, I ever want to return is Justin Hammer. He's the only one that should ever come back, honestly. That would be, yeah, that'd be great, I would too. be so happy if he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll happen. I think yeah, Armor, sure. War, Armor Wars, that's, yeah. that's where that is. They brought back the Red Skull, though. That's like the one in my head where it's like, yeah, but they did that. So maybe they'll do all like, of the others. They have they have like so much money now. They're just like they could just get anyone they wanted to because it's like, would you turn down that paycheck? No, of course not. Because exactly. It's Disney and they're giving you so much money. Doesn't even matter if you hate these movies. You're gonna take yeah. the fucking couple million dollars you get to be in two minutes of the movie. Look, Natalie yeah. Portman's back. <laughs> she loves it. Yeah, suddenly Natalie Portman's the main character in the Thor movie. Just ignore that she hated being in the Thor movie. <laughs> and she looks like she wants to die in every picture on this red carpet, yeah. And refused to be in a, another movie, so they reused footage. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. To be fair, I do think she's more keen for that just because of Taika. Like, she did seem to be, like, genuinely that kind of happy and enthused to be doing that. 
No, I'm sure everybody's good. Well, they didn't even get Hugo Weaving back for that. Yeah. That's another guy. <laughs> so they, I Maybe some people don't take the paycheck. It depends how stubborn you are, I guess. And I guess Natalie Portman's not too stubborn for it. I think all the stuff with the cape is pretty cool. That's like a weird yeah, random think, thing to bring up. But I do just, think the cape is cool. You mean the magic carpet from Aladdin? Is yes. that what you mean? Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that is comedy that, that I think does genuinely quite work well. Well, when it's not undercutting, like, serious dramatic moments. Like, I just, that's one thing I hate about Marvel movies is that, like, most of the time, they cannot just have a, a scene just have complete sincerity. They have to, like, put it, like, a little quip or a joke, like, immediately afterwards. And that's one thing I loved about, like, WandaVision, where, like, that didn't do that at all. Like, every, like, emotional scene in that felt, like, really heartfelt and genuine, because they just let it play out and had faith in it. But in yes. this, it's, like, almost every time there's, like, a dramatic scene, it's like, oh, and there's a joke afterwards. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It's just, all of these jokes have fallen flat, just stop yeah, doing stop, them yeah <laughs> stop trying they're even worse when they're after something real exactly yeah. <laughs> completely agree on that point i think the worst one for me is even though it's it's one of my favorites guardians of the galaxy volume 2 definitely has the worst one where he's like oh i'm i wish i didn't have to put that tumor in her head and it's like fucking insane and then he turns into david hasselhoff maybe 15 yeah. seconds later yeah. it's like no stop <laughs> stop it it's really annoying Whatever, we'll get there. <laughs> it's, it's literally the next movie, isn't it? No, Logan's the next movie for me. Oh, lucky okay. duck. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, the Snyder yeah. gets the next movie. Well, the same, yeah, because Logan and um, Guardians 2 are like my two favorite live-action comic book movies. Oh, yeah, and they're so. back-to-back. Yeah. I've always said 2017 is the best year for superhero movies. Yeah, like, I agree. It's hands like, down. Yeah, I think, think there's anything that could even come close to it, really. Anyway, yeah, Doctor Strange, guys. I think it's... Like, when I'm watching it, I was really enjoying it when I was watching mm-hmm. it. But when you kind of come away and you look at how conventional the narrative is, the visuals are great. I don't think we've elaborated enough on how awesome all the city stuff is, where mm-hmm. the city will just shift around, or when he's running and the floor is moving and yeah. whatever. That stuff's incredible. Like, that is yeah. right out of Ditko comics or, like, 90s Doctor Strange comics, mm-hmm. which are super underrated for being, like, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it has that like 90s edge to it but it's also just even crazier because it's dr mm-hmm. strange doing it yeah and i think i think that stuff's great i was reading some of that this morning but if we don't have anything else to say i can read some listener stuff there's not too much of it this week um, i think i'm on the action sequences though like i think this movie does have a lot of the best not a lot of but like a few of like the best kind of like set pieces i think like, the, the, the backwards time scene is just, like, that's just such a, like, a really fun concept that's, like, executed, like, really well. Like, I, th- mm-hmm. I think I think a few of the action in this is, like, that, that the chase through, like, the city and stuff. Like, it looks cool, but, like, functionally, it's just the same as just a foot chase, but it just looks more, like, it just looks more, like, visually interesting. Whereas, like, the backwards time fight is, like, the way that they're, that they're fighting is, like, informed by the fact that everything is kind of going backwards so it's like oh i'll punch into this wall because that wall is like being all like sealed up and stuff exactly yeah well wong died apparently yeah (laughs) wong literally completely died (laughs) piece of metal sticking out of his heart that's interesting (laughs) but i think yeah i think my biggest problem with this movie watching it now is all of these characters have been better since yeah Yeah. this is the worst version of all of the characters in this movie they're not even bad in this no they're not they're just like by technicality the worst versions of themselves because ragnarok infinity war doctor strange is like perfection yes that is the best version of the character bring back the yellow gloves that's what i say yeah and i think that'll be 
I, like, I think that'll be even better in the next Doctor Strange movie. And, mm-hmm. like, this is now one of the core characters of this universe. Yeah. They and... finally have his personality down in the later yeah. movies. I, I feel, feel like in this, he's yeah. very Tony Stark. I feel like a lot of modern Doctor Strange comics try to make him that kind of, like, cocky, jokey, kind of quippy Stark kind of character. Mm. Which Strange isn't really and, like, never really has been. Like, he's kind of got, like, an overconfidence. But I think it's really an ego thing. I think it's more just, like... He just, like, knows what he's doing. He's like, yeah, I can just, like, do all of this. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. I think they really, like, now that, like, you were saying in Ragnarok, where, like, Thor just shows up, and then, like, Strange is just, like, on a whole other level where, like, Thor has, like, no comprehension of, like, what is even happening. That's better. And Mm -hmm. another thing that confuses me is the first end credit scene is just a clip from Ragnarok. Yeah. Which we... It's different, though, on rewatching this. It's, like, there's different lines and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's not the same and obviously mm-hmm. in the actual movie it goes for much longer mm-hmm. but we, I mean, we always complain like we've where we've constantly complained whenever an end credit scene is just a scene from a future movie yeah mm-hmm. kinda, we think I that's mean, lazy but they are cool at the time at the time but then later on it's like yeah. i already saw this yeah, i don't <laughs> need this but what's weird to me about this one is it's like, oh, okay, so I guess a movie already exists where Doctor Strange is better, and you didn't take lessons from that and put it into this? Because if these mm. were shot at the same time, enough for this movie to have a clip from that movie, don't you think you would put more of that scene's traits into the movie? It's like, Do I you know. think they... Do you think Ragnarok was already in production at that point? Yes, if there's a scene, or are you saying that Scott Derrickson? When they were filming, it could have been. <laughs> I'm saying that they like is that actually like the direct scene? Because I, I mean, feel like I remember it it's, being different. Oh yeah, it's some of the line readings are different, but it's similar. Like okay. him filling up the beer and stuff. Well, yeah. still from it. Yeah, know. they just have to alter lines to like make it make sense in the context of a post-credit scene, rather than just like a scene taken out of the movie. Like they have right. to explain that like Thor is in New York looking for. A, Odin and Loki and stuff. Yes, it's yeah. very expository at yeah. the end of this. It's not really like that in the movie as much because no. we have seen what's happening. We know what's happening. But yes, I, I just think that's weird. It's like, oh, no, you've got this good version of the character and you didn't put too much of that into the actual movie. Wong is whatever. also better in the later movies, which is a weird thing because he's like not that much of a character in this. <laughs> no, he's kind of lame in this. Yeah. yeah. But then the, the not laughing joke really just falls flat. Like, it's like, oh, man. Like, yes. Ugh. It's like, oh, I feel how you feel, Wong. I'm not laughing either. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. But I was thinking about this. You know how in Infinity War, Wong cuts off a Call Obsidian's hand, and then Tony Stark's like, oh, you're invited to my wedding. Mm-hmm. Wong canonically got snapped and then Tony got married, which means he was not at his wedding. <laughs> That's really sad to me, and I yeah. just I just want to say that now. Because <laughs> if we're talking about Wong... Poor Wong. I bet he was really gutted about that. He's going to go to the wedding of a celebrity. Yeah, well, then he had to go to the funeral, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Skipped a lot of time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor one out for Wong. <laughs> I know, I feel bad for Wong. I hope we get more of him. Don't don't let Wong fall by the wayside, because he's a really mm. good character. Now. For I, sure. think, I think we'll get more of him. I think, I think so too. on Wong, though, because I think a lot of Doctor Strange, just, like, early stuff, and especially, like, the origin, is, like, quite problematic, where it's like, oh, it's this kind of, like, white man coming over to this, like... East, like very kind of generalized, like Eastern stereotype kind of thing, mm-hmm. like learn their ways and then kind of basically do do it better than all of them. And then like a lot of like the comics for like decades, Wong was just like his like manservant, basically exactly. just like his waiter who just did all his stuff. And I like how in a lot of more modern comics and in this movie, he's kind of 
more of his equal. Like, he knows all the magic and stuff, and he's, like, got this kind of presence that is very different to Strange. And he offers a lot to Strange's kind of dynamic. Like, he's his partner, not, like, his servant in this. Not his servant, right, which was problematic. And I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, oh, we have a guest on. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. <laughs> but Franny and I love to cancel people on this show. It's maybe our favorite <laughs> thing in the world. And I just want to bring up, I have always thought it was really weird when mm-hmm. Doctor Strange first gets to the temple and he thinks that Master Hamada is the ancient one because he's like an old Asian yeah. guy. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, I'm the ancient one, some white lady. It's like, yeah. uh, why did you fake us out with like an old Asian guy? <laughs> it was so weird. unnecessary. It's really, it's like, it, oh, we it could, is weird, but I... we won't. That's weird. I don't like I that. think it is like Derrickson and like the writers and stuff trying to kind of confront the kind of racist problematic stuff like head on a bit but like mm-hmm. it's also kind of just like you know, it's like people were accused of whitewashing which is like i think is like entirely fair like i like i really enjoyed till swinton in the role mm-hmm. but i think it is yeah like it's not it's not great <laughs> no it's not great and, uh, like yeah, there's a way understand. that you can have a, like an actual asian representation as the ancient one and not make it like a fu manchu kind of stereotypical like caricature but then you kind of do for a second in the movie where it's like, yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, like I don't even like really shy away from it. Yeah. What if it was this Franny, I don't know if you remember the, it was maybe almost two years ago now. Uh-oh. Do you remember the 1978 Dr. Strange movie that we watched mm. where Wong was a manservant? <laughs> it was literally exactly what it was. God, that's a weird movie. I was yeah. thinking about that movie a lot lately. How? Like, in anticipation of this movie, I was thinking back to that movie, what little I could remember from it, and just being like, this is a very different movie. I feel like you're probably the only person on the planet that ever thinks about that movie. I own that movie. I have the DVD downstairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a weird movie. No one watched yeah, that. I don't yeah. think there episode. are enough people that have seen that movie to ever be able to think about it. I haven't <laughs> seen it, and I like I've like consumed as much Doctor Strange media as I can, and I like will never watch the movie. <laughs> well, if you're a true fan, maybe it's worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> or at least go back to episode two of this show. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Sixty episodes back. Yeah. <laughs> we have to say, don't do that. <laughs> Nobody do that. If you're listening to this. Um. Okay. Well, I'll read what Paul said then, because. Paul used to re- write us a lot of books, and then Noah took over. But this time, yeah, Paul I can see that work. he just wrote you an entire book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Paul says, "I remember coming out of the cinema and me and my mate being so hyped for the future of the MCU, as it was so weird and different to everything that came before." What people don't discuss it now, Benedict Cumberbatch being cast was a really big thing, as it's what fans have been calling for ages and didn't mm-hmm. think would actually happen. And then he makes fun of me with, with an ageist joke because Paul's like <laughs> a year older than me. <laughs> um, I really love the film. It adds a great new layer to the MCU, and Benedict Cumberbatch adds so much to the role. It's a really underrated movie. I remember Marvel saying that they were moving away from Origins when this and Homecoming were being made, and they did. Getting it done in 10 minutes was impressive, <laughs> I think a great choice for the movie. I don't know what that means, because this is not 10 minutes. It, yeah, no, it's, it's not, but like it hour, feels like hour. it. That's okay. I think it's because Paul is very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the villain is great. Mordo is great. It's very well directed. looks gorgeous. All the costumes are perfect. Such a creative movie, despite people putting it down as average at best. Plus, it has one of the best scenes in the entire MCU, and it's the Agent One thing. And he's he's written it out way better than that, but I'm not going to say it. Because <laughs> whatever, Paul. <laughs> I think um I think on his point on um all the origin stuff feeling like ten minutes though. I think they like should have really like just let that like let let us kind of sit in that stuff a bit more. Like I think it's just rushed over and glossed over so much. I think one of the great things about origin movies is, like, we're all kind of sick of them at this point, right? 
But like, right. what's fun about them is like the joy of seeing these characters kind of discover their that like discover their powers and be like, oh, I can do this, or I can like climb up a wall, or I made this grappling hook, or whatever. And I feel like this movie doesn't really have any joy and like any discovery or anything. Like it's also a matter of fact where Strange is just like, oh yeah, I can just like do magic now. And there's no like, oh wow, I can like do magic now. I don't think they really like like sit in it like sit in it as much as they should. Yeah, I felt like it was very weird that, like, after he learned how to do, like, the portal thing for the first time, suddenly he just knew how to do everything. <laughs> yeah, they, they skip a lot of time. Yeah, how much time passes in this movie? Is there an answer? No, no. idea. Is it ever been clear? Because I think like he, he does the portal thing, and then I think the next scene is him shaving his beard off, and then suddenly he just knows everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very Shit, unclear how much time has passed. But at the same time, and this isn't really a compliment to this movie, just to how the MCU has used Doctor Strange. He's more powerful every time we've seen him. Yeah. Yep. He's more power, way more powerful in Ragnarok. He's way more powerful in Infinity War. It's like there's mm-hmm. been a progression. Yep. And I would love I would love if in Doctor Strange 2, maybe in the five years that the snap happened, he could just be learning that whole time. Like I feel like he has a way to kind of leave that unconsciousness, especially because there's that line in Endgame where Peter Parker's like, yeah, Doctor Strange told me that we gotta go, or whatever. It's like, Doctor Strange can talk to Peter Parker. Maybe he was doing some, you know, out-of-body research. In the in, in the Soul Stone, he was doing maybe, research. Maybe, I don't know. Also, I think people are very dumb. End of sentence. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I, thought I, was, I thought you were just gonna end it there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Second point. I think people are very dumb because... Everyone was like, oh my god, Peter Parker said multiverse in Far From Home. That's the first mm. time the multiverse has been mentioned. No, when that's the literally the entire basis mentioned, of this movie. Maybe at least <laughs> yeah, five times in this movie. movie. That word is said constantly in this movie. But it's used in kind of a different context where multiverse in this isn't like parallel universes and stuff. It's just like different dimensions. So when There's I was watching this... planes of existence in this. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it got me thinking of like, is multiverse of madness even going to be like mostly parallel universes or will it, will it be more of this kind of just other dimensions and stuff i think it's vague enough in this that they can do whatever they want with it yeah god if it's not about like multiverses in the way that everybody thinks i'm it's gonna be so annoying to see all the people that instantly hate the movie for it not being what they wanted it to be <laughs> yeah they, yes. they, they can't fake us out again because <laughs> they're gonna be like riots in the street but when you also think about like what's potentially in the future where we have a thor movie where there's a bunch of thors and potentially a spider-man movie where there's a, bu- a bunch of spider-man it's like i think it's gonna be what we think it's gonna be <laughs> yeah <laughs> Even if it's possible sure. movie isn't that it has to end with him opening that up in some way mm-hmm. yeah okay so the only other thing i'm gonna read out <laughs> is noah uh noah says pretty okay movie that i mostly like one of my more favorite casts in the mcu probably i think a lot of the comedy yep. is bad but the movie is enjoyable <laughs> overall Yes, exactly what we've been saying. Yep. Love how inventive the final battle is. Really stands out as a cool villain fight. Love the soundtrack, too. Of course, I was listening to the oh, score yeah. of this. It's really good. Yeah, the score was quite good. Though I, I've seen a lot of people accuse it of like sounding very similar to J.K. Kino's um, his Star Trek score. Like, the theme mm-hmm. for Doctor Strange is very similar. But I think it works. I, I think, think it's, it's like, more mystical. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's a very I think it's different sound. Now. Yeah, I completely agree. And I hope that Giacchino just... Can he just do all of these now? <laughs> because he only did this and the Spider-Man ones, right? I don't think he did any of the other ones. Yeah, that was just those two. I would love for him to just spread out. Just keep going. Just take them all. It's fine. They can all put it on him. They got rid of... Um, other composers didn't don't need to make money. <laughs> Brian, Frank, Tyler, or whatever. They got that guy out of there. So Who knows? We'll see. Um, okay, was well, there anything else you boys want to say about Doctor Strange? Uh, Doctor Strange is a bad movie with bad visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did not think that. You no, not at all. Oh, actually, um, I had one thing. 
what do you guys think of uh, Benedict's accent? Because <laughs> I've seen a lot of people that really hate it, and some people are like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's just kind of from nowhere. Like, yeah. yeah. It's nothing it's, accent. Yeah, it's whatever. But when you hear him do his normal accent, it's like, he could have just done that, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a British person doing an American accent. Mm-hmm. Like, you can definitely tell, but it's <laughs> passable. It's okay, yeah. Yeah, but for a movie where it's Sherlock versus Hannibal, it should be better. Like those, <laughs> yeah, that really part should. of it should be better. And I kind of enjoy the because Caecilius does like the Green Goblin spiel at a point where he's like, "Oh, your real master is bad, and you should be with us or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Join us. So, We're not uh, so different, strange. Exactly. <laughs> like that exactly. It's just that cliche nonsense. But yeah. But I do love how he points out how it's kind of cliche, where he's like, look at your face. Like, yeah. He's like, look how you just yeah, look like a bit, bad You're so obviously evil. <laughs> You've yeah. been so corrupted, exactly. <laughs> what do you guys think of the eye makeup, too? It's pretty good if he was yeah. at, like, the fucking fire festival. <laughs> but it's not like... I, I like how it looks, but not for a villain for a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> Oh, also, um, on the, um, talking about, like, Caecilius and, like, the zealots and stuff, I think one thing that I do quite like about Strange in this movie is that he's the only, I think, to my knowledge, he's the only MCU hero who has, like, genuine remorse for, like, taking a life. Yes. Like, everyone else is just, like, totally fine with killing people, but Strange is like, yeah, I just killed a guy and I am never doing that again. Yeah, he's like, I refuse to do this. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really cool, and that's not something that these movies have, like, really done. Like, even Captain America is like, oh, I don't want to kill anyone, but then, like, he did. Cut like 40 minutes later, and he's like shooting a bunch of Nazis or whatever. Constantly. Yeah, yeah, he kicked down those barn doors. He's shooting everybody. He yeah. didn't care at all. I feel like that scene of him bringing up that he doesn't want to kill people was very weird, specifically for how much Mordo was like, you're a coward for not wanting to kill people. Dude, <laughs> calm down. Yeah, I know. Especially since they're all about, like, oh, we're just, like, protecting people and, like, like they're all kind of, like, very, like, peaceful people. It's just like, oh, yeah, and, like, you're a coward because you're not going to, like, kill all of these yeah, people. Yeah, you won't commit murder, so you're a coward <laughs> yeah. now. You have no spine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's weird also, and it is definitely like, oh, yeah, that guy could be a villain. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely <laughs> supposed to be, like, starting the, the villainous side, direction. but it, it kind yeah. of feels off. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna commit wizard genocide, the crime of Baron Mordo. <laughs> Fantastic beast. No more wizards. <laughs> yeah, so cool, great. Actually one thing which I thought was funny was um you know the guy who's like tries to prove um Strange wrong, he's like, Oh I'll give me the files about this guy who like broke yeah. his back or whatever. He doesn't actually prove his point because he was like, "Oh, prove that this like therapy thing I'm doing is working <laughs> and the only thing that he proves is that like magic is the only thing that can heal you. Yeah, he, so he doesn't prove his point something. at all against science i think it's interesting that dr strange is like oh there's no way that magic is real it's like you live in a world of aliens and like iron (laughs) yeah literally you're aware that thor is a thing that exists but also what year is it like like, is this like because there's also i want to mention the car crash is really horrific (laughs) that's pretty like and then when you see his hands afterwards that's oh yeah Mm -hmm. um but in the car the guy is like, oh, this guy twisted his spine or whatever. It's like most people were like, that's Rhodey. And then yeah, they were like, a lot of the theorizing from Iron Man 2 in the Justin Hammer video that he shows at the courtroom where he like twists his spine or whatever. So is it 2010? Like, like, well, no, because remember in, um, in 2012 in Endgame, we know that Stranger is doing surgery mm-hmm, like, that's right. during that big battle. So it couldn't have been then. I guess it has to be, yeah, I guess it has to be 2016, which is yeah. even more confusing because yeah. how much time passes ever. <laughs> it, 
Fuck, who knows? I don't know. Especially Homecoming, I'm looking forward to you guys getting getting into that whole mess. <laughs> oh, Jesus, eight years. It's been eight years, Brandy. Since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, well, this was fun, Jordan. Thanks for coming yeah, on. No uh, I'm glad Thanks we got to talk on. about this okay movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little better than okay. It's a, yeah, I, I, I so like it. It's good. I like it, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's decent. Yeah, it's, it's like a, great, it's a solid seven. Yeah, I think a seven is pretty pretty perfect for it. Seven. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of weird to me that it's like 2016. We're still doing this kind of origin movie. Like, I think mm-hmm. we got pretty good at it at a point of like we're doing an origin movie, but there's enough other stuff going on. It doesn't feel like that. Like Homecoming is an origin of Spider-Man, but it's not an origin of the powers. And Deadpool yeah. does a conventional origin, but it kind of chops it up. So it's not straight origin. Like we've gotten yeah. good at it. We can work around. I it also now. feel like movies like Black Panther are good origin movies technically mm-hmm. because they're not really origin movies. Right. We've already seen enough of Black Panther in like Civil War, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, we get what this character is, An so then he can get his own movie. Him same as, as Aquaman, yeah. kind of the same thing as well. Yes. Yes. Exactly. No, I think we've kind of got it so when you go back to something like this it's a little disappointing for me yeah oh you just did the traditional three-act structure superhero story Mm -hmm. but you know it's pretty enough they made it good it's yeah (laughs) okay it it feels Um, like a lifetime ago (laughs) yes yeah i know it it does it's not even it wasn't even five years ago it's november of 2016 yeah yeah Yeah. wow but it does feel like an ancient movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, well it did come from the before times that's true (laughs) before the empire (laughs) uh okay well thank you so much for joining us jordan this was a lot of fun um good we have to be on a podcast that i actually listen to and like being able like oh i can actually talk to the people that like that i'm listening to now (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad yeah i'm glad you got to because this was this is really fun i love talking about this stuff with anybody so Mm -hmm. i'm glad we were able to well that's why the show exists get you in here yeah (laughs) i know if if i could replace brandy i would (laughs) (laughs) that's fair i've been yeah you're temporary you've just been a temporary for two years (laughs) yeah i've been a temp i've been temporary for what 60 episodes (laughs) yeah i don't mean that franny Wink. <laughs> people can't see i'm yeah, winking but wink I on the non-visual show <laughs> yeah so we're actually gonna have another guest episode next week and then we're done for a little bit on the dc mm-hmm. show yeah so we'll be talking to noah again next week about batman fun. and robin but before oh, that <laughs> the next episode that's coming out is our eight hour snyder cut marathon uh, i can't wait that's gonna come out completely unedited probably will be longer than the snyder cut itself uh, i doubt it oh for nothing can be how long the Snyder Cut is. You have no idea what I have planned for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh, <episode>. no. <laughs> I am quitting the podcast. Oh, oh what, what are the odds of the timing? Jordan, you in. You're in. You and Noah now. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if I could enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I so mean, Gabe is pretty intolerable. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, all right. I got mine now. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. And then in, I guess, two weeks, we'll be back here talking about Logan, which is a much awaited for you. Yeah. The best. Um, okay, well, Jordan, do you have anything to plug? Any social media or anything at all? Uh, yeah, to... you can follow me on Twitter at I am Jordan Zones, and I also write for a comic website called Comfort Food Comics. I actually just wrote about a did a Doctor Strange article recently recommending uh, like my perfect ten Doctor Strange comics. So if this is one you to get into actually reading Doctor Strange stuff, then check that out. Well, there you go. That's great. And you got to send that to me so I can link that below. Uh, and all your socials will be linked, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's super cool. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. 
don't worry about the Twitter. I'm gonna shut it down. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm being so sick of Twitter these days. Um, Twitter is not a great place. I hope oh, that entire platform gets shut down. <laughs> yes, uh, you can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at flipdeg. You can find my Twitter at flipdeg with the e and egg. Is a three. Franny is trapped inside the mirror dimension, and he cannot reach his phone. He's not smart enough to astral project. I'm really digging on you this week. <laughs> That's every week. Oh, it's just going to get worse from here, Gray. Yep. Wait until the Snyder Cut. Oh, no. <laughs> I am scared for my life. Yeah. Yeah, when you love it, that's why. Oh, yeah, I'm going to love it. It's going to be my favorite DC movie. I can't wait. For all the wrong it's reasons. Gonna be, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be... <laughs> not in a good way, but... <laughs> a messy blast. I cannot... I cannot wait for that. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back, like, twice this week on yep. the other feed, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, that's it. Thank you. Right. Wait, Wash your hands, wear your masks, be stay safe. safe. Be safe, everybody. Don't get See trapped ya. in an uh, infinite time loop or yeah. anything. <laughs> Don't get murdered over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like Franny will be after the show. Bye! <laughs> you will never win. No, but I could lose again and again and again and again forever. That makes you my prisoner. Stop! Make this stop! Set me free! No, I've come to bargain. <laughs>